two grown men had never seen The Simpsons. It's America's barley basket. The thing about a fleshlight is that there's no way it's worth all the extra effort and cost. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, no way. Like... Have I ever told you my fleshlight purchasing story? Holy shit. <laughs> it's, and it's, maybe it's not as good as it sounds coming out of my mouth. but uh, Still a good uh, start. Welcome to America's <laughs> Barley Basket, episode 187. Here we go. Um, <laughs> on a motherfucking cop. <laughs> See, <laughs> we're got, we're coming out hot on this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, uh huh. I it was I used to be part of this is Jesus. This is fucking. This is more depressing than talking about fucking a fleshlight. It was uh, <laughs> I used to be part of a very very thriving new metal message board scene. <laughs> Amazing story. You would talk about things like corn and Limp Biscuit and Terrible Band. And I'm not, fuck that. I'm not going to say corn's a terrible band. There are plenty of. Neither is Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit's yeah. even better. Yeah, Limp Biscuit never did a lot for me, but I'm really enjoying the the third act of their career right now. Mm-hmm. Where they're These Twilight years. In, yep, where they're they're not chafing at being a, a, a nostalgia act. Yep. But yeah, so anyhow, this new metal message board had a really big secret Santa. Like, you'd really try to one-up each other on the stupidity of it. And some people, like, go the other way and buy, like, really cool, expensive gifts, which you know me. I can't do that for my fucking mother. Like, or yourself. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Like, I can't afford nice things. So I'd always go for laughs or something silly, you know, like, mm-hmm. and... uh I had a job at the time where I accumulated like kind of like at a boys. They'd give you like a $5 gift card to restaurants. Okay. And f- Thanks for $5 at a restaurant. Thank yeah. you so yeah, much right. <laughs> for this fucking soul destroying call center job. That, that buys me most me. of a drink. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Poverty wages. <laughs> I mean, granted, this was 15 years ago, so five bucks got you a little further, but still, yeah. But uh, I think they were for Subway, and I didn't live by a Subway, and you know how it is. If fast food isn't good, you never go to it unless it's convenient. So, you yeah, like, you got to strike one of the two. I don't, I ain't going to hate on a Subway, but if it ain't next to me, I'm not going in, if that makes sense. Right, like McDonald's is not my favorite fast food, not by a fucking mile. But when I lived right next to one, guess where I went? (laughs) Seven to ten times a week. (laughs) Boy, you're... mm. I know you're going for hyperbole there, but... (laughs) I don't like like how real that was. They they serve every meal of the day there. (laughs) I lived within walking distance and drove every day. Yeah, God, you were within walking distance of a McDonald's, weren't you? That, that, oh, that's I'm not, close. I'm not even yeah. thinking of that one. That you, not that last apartment. Before you knew me, I lived way closer to that same oh. McDonald's. Oh, you're right. I've heard you mention that, like at a rental house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, at this, so at this job, I accumulated a fat stack of subway gift cards i'm like god man some of these are gonna expire and i'd always tell myself and i worked nights and they weren't open when i got off work so it was just it didn't like it was a hassle the the guy that i drew the name of on secret santa i had 
seen him go to the mat defending Subway before. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is too perfect. This is a perfect re-gift. He will like this. He will use this. But I'm like, I can't just send him the gift cards. It has to be fucking some kind of fucking gross thing. So like, oh, and I was no. thinking of ideas. And as if the scope Guys parted and God reached out. I saw an ad that they were – I I bet it was Black Friday. I bet they were having a, a, a discount on Fleshlights. I'm like, God, I do – and like – it was like expensive still. I don't know, like 25 bucks, which when you're making fucking $9 an hour, you know, like, so I was like, this is too good. Bought it, came in the mail. The window was short to get it mailed out, but I was going to shove the gift cards in the fake yatch and fucking talk. <laughs> I thought that'd be hilarious. <laughs> that's like the, that's like the snake in the peanut can. Yep. Yeah. I even, I, I saved it. I had it from a gift I'd already received. I was going to put a big red bow on it. I thought that'd be funny uh-huh yeah and i'm with so you I, on this so far i had a, everything played out perfectly i even had a box that i oh i can just put it in this box you reuse this box fucking package it up fucking mail it out easy peasy the night before i mean i, had a, I don't because like you've worked weekend jobs you get that every other weekday off mm-hmm. i was like okay tomorrow i ain't got shit going on no work i can just go to the post office and mail her out get there in plenty of time I'm lying there that night and uh, oh no I'm a man flesh and Uh, blood just like you oh Christ (laughs) oh no and uh, oh the polysynthetic siren call (laughs) certain desires take up and I was a I was in my 20s brother I was I was virile or as virile as I could ever be Jesus Christ so I'm like well we're gonna have to call an audible on this gift (laughs) (laughs) and the what I replaced those gift cards with (laughs) is incredible but we'll get to that we gotta stay on task here so oh god i i me and the fleshlight went on a date (laughs) (laughs) somehow i don't think you did (laughs) and does it deliver what it says it delivers indeed it does it is as advertised mm -hmm, a flashlight that you can have sex with It'll get you there so fast you feel self-conscious about it. (laughs) You're you're making up excuses to an inanimate pussy. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just real tired. I heard a car honk and it startled me. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And I'm like, well, look at this. What a fun little invention this is. And I tell you what, the next day when you have the clarity, you're no longer, you know, caught up in your passions and you see that thing sitting on your nightstand like, fuck, I got to clean that thing. <laughs> Should have had that dis- thought right away, not the next morning. Oh, brother, I was gassed. It was that good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hate that the, story. And the old cuckoo cajou leg going. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, one for the money. Mm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just taking that thing apart. I mean, it's a two piece or three piece. It's not like taking apart a goddamn fucking you know, like Car- machine gun. There's not a lot of moving carburetor. parts. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but you can kind of tune it like a carburetor. You tighten or loosen the back end because it's it's it has to open up on the back end to let some air through. I'm familiar or with blow it. your dick clean off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm familiar with its claims. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. I was taking it apart like, God damn it, is this worth it, I ask myself. <laughs> and, yep. and I ain't going to say I threw it away right away, but it collected a lot of dust. It's just, well, it's it, ain't, it doesn't deliver enough to make the fucking hassle of it worthwhile. I that's, think that's what I was saying. Like, there's no way yeah. it's worth it, right? Mm-hmm. And I just, I think, I bet that's the problem with any men's sex toy. It's like I can just jerk off and not have to clean up an appliance. Right. And I don't have you know? to get I don't have to get solutions involved. I don't <laughs> gotta run nothing through the dishwasher. Like <laughs> I don't have to keep baby shampoo on my vanity because it's <laughs> it's less abrasive on your skin. <laughs> right. I don't yeah, I don't I don't see it like going analog, I can do that when I'm fucking driving, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> driving swimming whenever you want but not. well not swimming for me but okay <laughs> that's true yeah maybe that calm you <laughs> <laughs> maybe that'd settle me down i wouldn't be thrashing so much you're just doing the backstroke all we see is your head and the arms of the back end of a fleshlight kicking up out of the water <laughs> <laughs> floating up and swinging like a buoy <laughs> I was going to call the cops, but I heard this is the first time he's ever swam. <laughs> <laughs> Let him have his moment. <laughs> so, yeah. And then <laughs> what I replaced the fleshlight with was just a big package of Lefsa. <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd way rather have the Lefsa for sure. Yeah. Oh, brother, the Lefsa is a way better gift. <laughs> I just can't believe you were laying there and you just like looked over at someone else's Christmas present and yeah. decided, you know what? I'm just going to fuck it. that thing. Yeah. Somewhere strangers in the night is softly playing. <laughs> well, hello there. Like, holy fuck. Did I remove the the subway gift cards first? Yes, I'm not an animal. <laughs> so your buddy still got the subway gift cards. That's yeah. good. He, yeah, he got a mountain of subway gift cards, a Christmas card, and some Lefsa. <laughs> <What>? Holy shit. <laughs> I'm glad, to be clear, I'm glad that you didn't just pack it back up and send it to him as a Christmas present. Holy shit. Some of those animals on that place would have done that, for (laughs) sure. For sure. You need to not be keeping people's Christmas presents next to your bed. Apparently, (laughs) you can't be trusted. I want to go on record. I haven't fucked a Christmas present since. (laughs) Oh, well, that's growth. I've changed my ways. That's growth. That's what that is. (laughs) Yeah, it, it, thank you. It's, I'm glad someone recognizes it. Holy moly. <laughs> Lay next to your nephew's fucking Thomas the Tank Engine figurine that you got him. You know. It's, it's cylindrical. If it's I, got a face if I, right on it. Well, that face is begging for it. <laughs> that die cast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> if we're nothing if not honest on this podcast yeah you especially yeah. <laughs> on, on the subject of of 
bullshit attaboy congratulations from the company that you're working for. I don't know if I've told this story on here before. I've been trying to format this story to be told on stage. When I was working in radio, uh, the first time, the first time I worked in radio, I was at a rock station and it was, you know, one station in a building full of six other stations like they all are. And the general manager come around uh christmas time would like there like word came down from the higher ups of like we're getting fucking christmas bonuses this year and this is like my first year maybe second year there uh and i was like ooh, christmas bonus everybody was so excited the buzz throughout the building of these <laughs> christmas bonuses it came time to get our christmas bonuses nathan and do you know what they were every employee received one gas station scratch-off lotto ticket. Amazing. Isn't that the fucking most insulting thing you've ever heard? Holy shit. At that time, I I don't know much about the exciting world of scratch-offs. Were they a buck each? Yep, they were a dollar. Amazing. Holy, that's insulting. Everyone received one one dollar scratcher. Oh my god, why... Like, you know what you do then? Put them in an envelope. Hey, everyone, they're just sitting by the front door. Take one for Christmas. You know, I know it's silly. Don't sell it as a Christmas bonus. And with no irony, like with no, like she walked in stone face, just like completely serious. Here you go, guys. Thanks for everything. That's insane. That's Is that the most- how amazing. Holy shit. I mean, like, what were you expecting? Like, you had to think maybe 50 bucks, 100 bucks, something like that. I didn't know what to expect, but I sure as shit didn't expect (laughs) nothing, which is what we all got. No, like, spoiler alert, nobody won 10 grand off a scratcher. Getting a job where you get a real Christmas bonus is wild because I went so long without ever having a job that did. Or if I did, it was like, I remember the grocery store I worked at in high school gave us a turkey, which when you're 17, <laughs> I don't want this. Gonna, yeah. you and your buddies aren't going to cook a turkey. <laughs> well, don't leave it next to your bed for sure. Yeah, right. Oh, boy. That would have been the most I could have got out of that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's cold. Should have let it thaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to restrain myself from being such an animal. <laughs> just, just pour in the coals to a frozen turkey. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't get rid of the giblets. I need the giblets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Like the first time I ever got it, it's like, wait, is this a joke? Like this, like, like, this can't be real. They're waiting for me to start crying so they could fucking... You know, fucking put me on pumped. Like, yeah. How much does this cost? Because give me that instead. I don't yeah. want this. I don't want this turkey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure. I'm sure I ate the turkey that when my mom cooked it a month later. You know, so I probably did reap the benefits of that turkey, but I, I'd have preferred cash. So I could have spent it on CDs or Bud Light or something else. I would have been, you wasted. know, important <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like CDs and Bud Light. <laughs> Yeah, got to expand my CD portfolio. That's my retirement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if only you still had your CD catalog. If only, brother. I bet of the 
600 some CDs I probably owned at its peak. I bet I still got 500 of them. Oh, fucking course you do. I forgot who I was <laughs> talking to for a moment. Hell yeah. You want to come look? <laughs> kind of. Totes and totes. <laughs> You've just been at moving this, them around for how many years? Yeah. At this point, I should fucking. I should buy a shelf and display them because why just keep them in totes if you're going to keep lugging them around? Yeah. Still in jewel cases, all of them? Oh, you bet your ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you better believe they're still in jewel so cases. So fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I still regret getting rid of my VHS collection. <laughs> Someday the bomb's going to drop and everyone's going to come to the man with, with uh, analog media. <laughs> then who will be king? <laughs> then who will get laughed at at the pawn shop? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm looking forward to your fucking bunker someday. Yeah. <laughs> Just saving CRT TVs. <laughs> That's a legit oh thing. God. CRT TVs are, are a hot ticket. I just found that out. I, a couple days ago, I had lunch with an old buddy, and he was like, yeah, man, like, my neighbor had one for free, and I picked it up and just put it on Craigslist and flipped it. I'm like, well, you couldn't have got more than, like, 20 bucks. Like, is it worth the work? Like, Fuck, I got $200 for it. Uh-huh. I'm like, no shit. That tipping point had to have happened pretty recently, because it wasn't that long ago. You could still pick them up for free if you kept an eye out for them. Within the last five years, probably. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I bet after COVID, people spent too much time inside and started playing fucking vintage video games and realized how much they like it, you know? They don't look the same on a flat screen. That's the thing. You know who's driving it? Fucking video game nerds. Yeah. They want the authentic experience. And arcade cabinet owners. Oh, I never thought of that. Like... What does like playing fucking Mario Brothers look like on a on a flat screen? What's wonky about it? Well, the like if you play like you can play those old games on the Switch, you know, and that's com- yeah. everything's completely fine, like emulated, like it it looks good, plays plays exactly the way you want it. But if you hook a Nintendo up to a modern television, you got to use at least one, probably up to three fucking adapters to yeah. get it plugged into your TV. And now it doesn't, now you got lag. Like you, you press a, and you wait half a second and then Mario jumps and that's no, good. Oh. you can't play like that. Oh, that'll fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. And some people just like the aesthetic, the fucking scan lines and shit. So yeah. Well, God damn it. I'm going to keep my eyes peeled. Oh, fuck you. You are exactly the kind of fucking, like, trash goblin who would be scouring Craigslist (laughs) and driving around town, collecting tube TVs, (laughs) selling them on the internet. (laughs) That would be a very good basic cable show. (laughs) Me and some one of my henchmen having a fucking tube TV fucking business. (laughs) Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, of... Fucking talking to ch- fucking cherry coke stained losers in their mom's basement about getting <laughs> some of their fucking CRT TVs. <laughs> What's it going to take for me to get you out of the CRT TV? <laughs> Got two inhalers. 
<laughs> Permanent orange fingertips from the Cheetos. Like it's just yeah. dyed in the skin now. Yeah, every light switch has like a fucking one foot diameter fucking Cheeto stain around it. <laughs> Well, probably not, because that motherfucker is going to know what it's worth. So, yeah, yeah, he's the wrong audience. I don't know who you want for who you want to be targeting with your CRT predatory practices. You want the person that's just getting around to cleaning out their family room in the basement, and mm. they've had that giant TV and that giant entertainment center for twenty five years, or someone my age who doesn't play video games who just had an older relative die. And it's just yeah. looking to get rid of this shit. Yeah, good point there, too. Yeah. I was just in within the last few years in some older person's house. I don't know who the fuck it would have been, but they still had their TV was a giant ass CRT TV. Was it one, was it one of where they had made it furniture? Like it has a whole big wooden console built around it and shit? Because I love those yeah. old TVs where it's like, yeah. it's not just a, a a black square, you know? Like we yeah. built it into this fucking mantle. Yeah, that was, that was definitely a thing of like the 60s and 70s. When I was a little kid, you saw a lot of that. Your, the t- the screen is 14 inches, but the, the whole fucking console's four and a half feet wide and three feet tall. And yeah, barely fits the, in a pickup box. Yeah. Over, I remember the ones where the TV screen was like on the left side of it. And on the right side, the top flipped open and it had a fucking record player in it. Get out and of like, here. And built in speakers. Yeah, that, my, that was my grandmother. My mom's mom's TV was like that. But a good chunk of my childhood huh. it was like a... Because you know, can you imagine how they sold that back then when TV and and records were the two biggest mediums there were for entertainment? Like, yeah. hey, why not put it all in one built-in speakers? It'll sound good. Like a literal hey. entertainment center, not just yeah. the way we use that phrase now, which is just something to put your television on. Man, what you'd have to do because I don't think they made good TVs that way. Like you weren't going to get a CRT, like late model, good looking tube TV in that format, I bet. But just pop out the old one and pop a new new tube in. Fucking put a fresh record player in there. There is some dork that's done that. And it's pretty fucking tits. Yeah. Um, that dude's got a basement to die for. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got a basement. The only woman that's seen it is his mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That dude is so good at Dragon Warrior. Like, yeah. he's killing it. <laughs> Hoping his gout will go away so he can do his Naruto runs upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> to the snack cabinet. <laughs> oh, man, what I wouldn't give to 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 have your dad see you Naruto run. <laughs> Holy fuck. He's just, I mean, he's... He's kind of accepted a lot of things at this point. <laughs> but yeah, that's like what he... He'd be happy to see me run, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish he wasn't wearing cat ears and a headband, but... <laughs> yeah, can't you just run like a normal person? That's, why can't we just do that? <laughs> Boy, 
That's one thing I saved him the embarrassment for. I was never like a fucking karate dork kid, you know, fucking in the front yard with fucking nunchucks. <laughs> I think that's only because you didn't have nunchucks. But I think if that, you had a pair of nunchucks, you'd have been, well, you might have been doing it in secret shame in the garage yeah, or something. Yeah, I, uh, I was raised right. You keep that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> doing karate in the park is the equivalent of like a pride parade for dorks it's like they're, <laughs> they're out there they don't care who sees it <laughs> you're not gonna silence me anymore <laughs> holy I, shit karate shit never had much of a draw to me like no me neither I remember, I, huh? even growing up when i did does. like Loving fucking Ninja Turtles and shit. Never once was I like, I would love to do karate, you know? Oh, that's why? Yeah, you were a Ninja Turtles kid. Funny that it never never sparked an interest in you. I We had those kids. We had one of those kids. Exactly yep. one. Yeah. We, had, we had that kid who was like, he was like all of the, it's like all of the, the, subgenres that you would make fun of they all funneled into him like he was <laughs> like a, a karate kid who liked anime and insane clown posse and wore a trench coat even after columbine you know like all of the things that in a bigger school these would all be different cliques he just somehow had all of the bad ones he was an fha he was a theater oh we didn't have theater oh goodness yeah we had a we had a hand we were a bigger school so we had a handful of karate kids that were fucking doing judo flips in the fucking in the playground. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, yeah. If I would have had a friend that was like, "Hey, we should do this," when I was eight years old, I would have taken karate. But I was I didn't have a desire enough to take the initiative. If that makes sense. Yeah, like if there was a karate instructor in my town, which what a life that person would be living. <laughs> yeah. I, I would watch that television show. <laughs> Made $900 all year. <laughs> <laughs> Had to pick up a side gig bartending. Uh, like if that had existed, I may have expressed interest and been declined by my folks. Cause like, we're going to fucking drive you to town once a week or twice a week town's a half hour away i don't know if you yeah. knew that but i feel like my hometown briefly had a karate or a taekwondo guy and Amazing. apparently i didn't have the ambition to go to it that's that robert and frost what? fork in the road what could have <laughs> been nathan holy fuck there's a future where i'm quite a bit skinnier but still fat with a goatee wearing a fucking gi teaching fucking 14 year olds how to fucking do judo flips yep <laughs> what do i drive uh god let me i am way behind on my payments on like a 2020 camaro 
Like, <laughs> That's perfect. Yes. Or a I challenger, was dating maybe. A girl out of my league who was very materialistic. And then it's like, I got to impress her with this new Camaro. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and now she's long gone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> with the one talented MMA guy in my hometown. So I'm, <laughs> I'm still stuck teaching Taekwondo and dying martial art. <laughs> Yeah, all while barely making payments on this fucking Camaro. One bad day away from living in my Camaro <laughs> before they repo it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Luckily, those geese seem pretty warm because you're gonna be fucking homeless. Yeah, I mean it's not the same thing because you don't really usually offer this to children. But like, I would have nineteen year old me. You. you you get the right person talking to my ear saying they'll go in on it too. I would have joined fucking wrestling school <laughs> to fucking learn how to take bumps and shit. That would have appealed to me way more. That'd make for an amazing current you also. <laughs> I'm probably either dead or in fucking a nightmarish condition from taking too many bumps. You think you, you think you you would have fallen victim to wrestling's usual vice traps? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I probably wouldn't have because it's not like I would have made it anywhere. <laughs> I'd be doing, I'd be doing backyard wrestling for no money. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of them local guys have drug problems. They can't yeah, afford like, it. It's like I don't think you could die from sniffing glue. <laughs> 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 it's not good for you, but it ain't gonna kill you. <laughs> Rustoleum's cheap. It's not like you're gonna <laughs> fucking go broke. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, I would, from what I hear, most wrestling schools work you pretty goddamn hard. If you're out of shape, you're probably out of luck. (laughs) You'd either washed out or you would be in this exact same position that you're in now, except instead of doing comedy on the weekends, you'd be doing wrestling. I'm setting up fucking outlaw bullshit mud shows. <laughs> oh my god, fucking draining my knee fucking with a bobby pin that I sharpened. <laughs> I can't afford to go to the doctor. <laughs> Throwing sawdust on my knee pus cuz I'm oh, the one that has to clean it up later. Man. I didn't like that. (laughs) Kind of go in the ring to get embarrassed and beat the shit out of a woman in a Pikachu costume. (laughs) (laughs) That's what puts butts in seats. Some men would pay a lot of money for that exact (laughs) scenario. (laughs) She's really mean. (laughs) (laughs) She works real stiff. I don't like it. And no one takes my side because I weigh seven times more than she does. <laughs> I think we got real heat. She's for, <laughs> she's throwing shoot forearms in that yeah. Pikachu. I don't know why she doesn't like me. <laughs> oh, she's shit. taking a lot of liberties in there. <laughs> like going into business for herself. <laughs> Pulls my pants down every batch. <laughs> <laughs> what what an amazing match we've created where the yeah. person in the Pikachu costume makes the other guy look ridiculous. Pull my pants out, I bend over, she sunset flips me into a back bridge for the pin. 
<laughs> One quarter of the audience is throwing up. <laughs> You're all sheepish trying to get your pants back up. <laughs> Why was this paint that color? <laughs> Is it just all one bruise? <laughs> Watching a pantsless fat man get fucking sunset flipped would be jarring. <laughs> oh, shit. Man, I'm so glad we got to wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> ring the bell. <laughs> Did you, <laughs> uh, fall down, judging by our, our texts that you and I had yesterday, did you fall down a bit of a Mr. Dress-Up rabbit hole yesterday? <laughs> oh, yeah, that I owe, okay. <laughs> I want to go on record right now. <laughs> Just as a as a little preamble, what did you say last week about Mr. Dress Up? Some fucking Canadian <laughs> clothes-changing kids TV show from your youth? I'm sorry. I feel like... I feel like I said some disparaging words about the good man, Ernie Coombs, who played Mr. Dressup. <laughs> you know his name! I did some research. That man <laughs> is not creepy, which I may have said he was. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, when all you had to go on was a half-foggy childhood memory of, I think it was just a show where this old man put clothes on. <laughs> Which I think that is a lot of it. <laughs> but for what my reading has told me, he is a, a level of saint that would make fucking Fred Rogers blush. Holy <laughs> shit. Universally beloved, spent his whole life doing good things. <laughs> it is like near sainthood in Canada. <laughs> Holy shit. So He's such amazing. a good man. I felt bad about whatever <laughs> comments I made about him. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I think you even I think you even Babe Ruth to this. I think you even made the the half-hearted joke of for all I know, he's like an amazing guy. And like yeah. maybe like yeah. they're Mr. Rogers or something. It turns yeah, out which exactly turns what out like like they're like statues of him. He's like done so much for <laughs> child development in Canada. Like, <laughs> universally beloved. Because <laughs> yeah, like, in Canada, they didn't have, you know, like like if you grew up with cable, you might not have even seen Mr. Rogers. In Canada, I think they had one channel, the CBC. Like and he was on it for 40 fucking years. Like, so that, that shit went to the late 90s. He had to have been 80 years old squeezing into a magician's costume or whatever, <laughs> dressing up like an accountant or whatever they did in each episode. Play, playing fucking dress up while, while, <laughs> while Lip Biscuit is on the air. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> You, you could have had AOL dial-up. <laughs> <laughs> There's a time that you could have been watching Mr. Dress-Up and pressed up on your remote control once and watched the rearranged video. <laughs> the NWO existed while that was on the air. <laughs> 
<laughs> you could have been drinking a can of Surge while watching Mr. Dress Up. <laughs> Holy shit. You could have been crushing a Powerade. <laughs> oh my you, god. Yeah. You could have been pining for the good days of all sport while yeah. Mr. Dress Up was still on the air. It was like 64 to 97 or something like that. That's I'm just ridiculous. Like, I think it was 4,000 episodes of that show got made or something insane like that. And here you are shitting on him on some podcast. Yeah, shitting on a good man. On a national treasure. I, he was so thoughtful. You know how, like, fucking there were the little dolls in the land of make-believe, like the king and shit on oh, Mr. On Mr. Rogers? Mr. Yeah, yeah. He had kind of like little hand puppets that size or that were like, you know, he would talk to him and ask him questions. He made it purposely like ambiguous as to if it was a boy or a girl. So nobody would be left out. <laughs> so if some little kid came up to him and asked him, is what whatever, whatever, a boy or a girl? Like, well, what do you think? Oh, I think it's a boy. Well, there you go. So every kid thought, made every kid feel smart. <laughs> like, Amazing. They could make it into the friend they needed. <laughs> like, what, like, what an angel. <laughs> and here I am <laughs> accusing this man. <laughs> Done more good than I could do in a thousand lifetimes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yet, here's you, <laughs> not, not 35 minutes ago, talking about having sex with your buddy's Christmas present. <laughs> we, we really run the gamut here. <laughs> what a you know, fucking puddle of diarrhea making fun of a sunrise. You fucking... Oh, shit. Oh. oh, my God. So I just want to go on record. Okay, yep. Here's to your... the estate of Ernie Coombs. <laughs> he was lovingly married to the same woman for like 73 years. Oh, <laughs> like, of course he was. Of course. Uh, I am sorry <laughs> to the descendants of Mr. Dressup. <laughs> oh, it was like it was made up. He was such a good dude. Like, <laughs> like, was he never not being selfless? Didn't he fucking play fantasy hockey or anything? <laughs> nope. <laughs> if he was conscious, he was helping people. <laughs> Just pure altruism. Yeah. And not a bit of grandeur doesn't want any credit for it. <laughs> Holy shit. <Yeah>. Literal <laughs> angel man that Nathan yeah. was shitting on last week. <laughs> a fucking Canadian kid diddler. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst bro pro wrestling nickname. Yeah. Such an innocent man, he probably would couldn't even see how anyone could take it that way, you know? <laughs> what do you mean? No, I play dress up <laughs> on the TV. I teach the kids how to use their imagination, how to tell them that they're special and that they're unique. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> needed to clear the air. I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I needed to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you remember, Marlon, uh, we had homework to do. 
Boy, did we ever, Nathan. Mr. Dress Up, not the only television show of yore that we we delved into this week. For the... For the longtime listeners, we used to really get a kick out of laughing at every pathetic attempt that the Fox Network would have to pair a show with the power of The Simpsons. Like, hey, the Simpsons audience will start watching this and they'll love it and then it'll become a hit. And Strike 1 followed Strike 2 followed by Strike 7. They could never get it right. Each show more terrible than the next. And And one that's stuck in our mind... Babes. Oh my god. Just the premise alone. Like yeah. <laughs> I remember like I don't it's not like you know it's not like nine eleven. I don't remember exactly where I was or anything. But like I uh, you bringing up babes and explaining to me what babes was all those years ago. We're coming up on four years now. Yeah. And it has never left my mind. Like, how? Just based on this little description you gave, how is this a television show? It is something else. It's a quick rundown. It's three sisters. One kind of seems like the main one. And and then the other two have things happen in their life, so they all have to move in together. And the show's called Babes because, LOL, they're fat. Yeah, big, isn't that big hilarious? Yeah, one one in particular fatter than the rest, but the other two, especially by Hollywood standards, big gals. Yes, especially that's the thing. Like, like two of them, I don't think at least not today. I wouldn't look at and go like, "Geez, look at that fucking yeah, look at that big girl." Like, no, like not by today's standards. Yeah. Maybe we're just functioning with a different brain. Into yeah. in, you know, because this is thirty fucking years ago, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And for context, it aired from nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety one. It that that was the run that it got. Exactly one season. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what we were working with. But whew, what a show! But and it was. It's so bad, but it's not even like shockingly. I mean, in the pilot, some of the insane fat jokes are fucking, it's incredible. Holy moly. Unbelievable what some of the jokes are. So there's, there's like what, four episodes or maybe three episodes on YouTube that are just... Just full episodes because nobody cares. No one's coming to shut those down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And there's a scene. It's it's in the pilot where, like, the one lady's – the one sister's leaving her husband. The other sister had something happen. So, I guess we're all staying here tonight. And they all climb into bed together and the fucking bed breaks. It's like, of course it <laughs> of does. Of course it does. <laughs> like in fucking incredible. And but, – but it doesn't – it goes so long without breaking – that you, the viewer, are like, oh, the bed's going to break. Because, of course, because that's that is what you would write here. Because this is the yeah. dumbest, most paint-by-numbers show <laughs> of all time. And, like, they go for so long that by the time it breaks, you're like, there, we fucking got there. All right? Are we yeah. done now? Yeah, exactly. We saw what you were doing. We're at the grocery store. Of course, one of you is going to grab a 55-gallon tub of frosting, you know, because <laughs> yeah. you're a fat lady. <laughs> Those oh kind of God. jokes are so A, prevalent, and B, like, 
are so hurtful today. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and like, and not just, you're not just like, like, oh, geez, but you're also like, like, oh, uh, fucking course. Cause they're also so yeah. obvious. Oh my and God. And not creative or funny. No. And then, and the other thing too, because it's Fox and around this time, Fox was trying to be super edgy. There's all these cornball sex jokes shoved in that are just, first off, they don't fit the, what's going on in that particular scene. And they're just so not funny and cringy. It's like, oh, you're just trying so hard to be cool and it's fallen so fucking flat. And there's like, and then, and then, and there's that stereotypical like two gay hairdresser dudes. Holy at that shit! Site. The hairdressers. Yeah. I forgot the hairdressers. <laughs> oh, I did it. Holy yeah. shit! And uh, in the first, oh yeah. <laughs> In the first episode we watched, the younger sister can't get a job, but lo and behold, the middle sister, who's a makeup person on like on like a TV set or something like that, they their fat model doesn't show up. So they need a fat model to model hefty hose, pantyhose for fat women. Plus size pantyhose named uh, hefty hose. Yeah, which that's exactly what a fat woman would want to wear. Unbelievable. <laughs> and they like headbutt men in the chest when they're mad like they're fucking bulls yeah like fucking like curly from the stooges yeah like, curly thank you that's exactly what it is and like oh. like like they set it up like they're what's that up there and every dumb man on the show is like oh huh? and then they rear back and headbutt them in the chest is yeah. their that's their fucking sweet chin music that's their go-to yeah. signature move i guess that's what gets a pop from the audience unfucking believable oh. Imagine if that sh- this show would have caught on and that became a cultural touchstone. <laughs> like, like you having to get after your little kids to not do that to each other. <laughs> that becomes the crotch chop of the 90s. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, like with that bit there of like pointing in the air, what's that? And then headbutting the person. Like these, it is wild how not real these people are written as and yeah. but, but they're oh also not written as like fun cartoons it's not like this is supposed to be fucking naked gun it's just yeah. supposed to be a grounded sitcom about three yeah. sisters who happen yeah. to be overweight yeah this isn't malcolm in the middle they're not right. going for like esoteric fucking off the wall shit this is supposed to be like a slice of life sitcom yeah it's so oh my God it's and like god damn it the fat jokes like they're so they're so like they're so overt and so just said so plainly you know what i mean that it's it's shocking that way but they are not shocking at all because they're the most obvious jokes you could make like the in that first episode Darlene. By the way, the sisters are Darlene, Charlene, and Marlene for (laughs) some fucking reason. That doesn't make anything confusing at all. Uh, Darlene goes to the kitchen 
with a fucking big ass mixing bowl and dumps a whole box of cereal into it and is eating it with a mixing spoon and the whole the live studio audience is losing their fucking minds (laughs) it's so terrible (laughs) oh my god yeah and it's like i i I lost my appetite because my husband left me while eating a whole bowl a whole box of fucking cereal in one sitting right and also, the reason the husband left is because he was having an affair with his weight loss trainer. Like, yeah, it's so oh. fucking when when that youngest sister walks into the room and the two of them are sleeping and sits tries to wake them up and then sits at the edge of the bed, takes out a bag of potato chips, and as soon as she crush bites into that first chip, they both startle awake. You know. Yeah. And are so excited to dig into the snacks. It's like, holy fuck. It's so brazen. Yeah, it's insane. And the only parts of it that are ever worth a fuck, and they're not worth a fuck, I just mean, is the interaction between the main female, like the main sister and the boyfriend character. I think his name's Ronnie. Ronnie, And he owns... He owns a barbecue shop. So, like, the fat sisters are interested once he they find out he has a barbecue shop. Yeah, like, this Ronnie, is my new boyfriend, and they both hate him, and then he owns a yeah. rib place. Oh, he yeah. can come over anytime. Yeah, welcome it, to the family. It's so insane. Oh, my God, yeah. And, like, the shame of it is the, the main woman character, she's, like, a good comedic actress. Like, what, like she's, like, a good physical actress, like, like, to, like, fucking Pratt Falls and shit. Like, she can move well and is funny in the way she moves, kind of, you know, like, like kind of like a fucking, who played Jack Tripper on Three's Company? John Ritter, you know? Like, yes, yeah. Can, can take a fall and be physically funny. Like, funny faces, you know, like, ugh. And it, and then this. And here's the thing: once we get past the fucking pilot, the first episode, the next ones, while still plenty of fat jokes, there's less of them. So now it's just boring. It's not even offensive. Like, what is the theme of the one we watched? Oh, she has to meet her boyfriend's mother for the first time, and surprise, she's a bitch. Yeah, like her Ronnie's mom doesn't like her, and it's. So, it, yes, like you said, you know, the the pilot, it is fucking machine gun fat jokes. Every laugh is a fat <laughs> joke. And they're brazen, but they're getting laughs from the audience. It's a different time, yada, yada. But yeah. then we watched, because they're not all on YouTube. It's a smattering. I think we watched episode, like, four. Yeah. And that's the one where Charlene has to meet Ronnie's mom. And... Like, they dialed all those fat jokes way far back, which leaves them with no jokes. It is the most paint-by-numbers oh. fucking terrible show. Like, oh, we're all going to come come meet mom. We're all going to meet at this bar. And, like, Charlene gets there long before Ronnie does and just, like, bellies up to the bar next to this old lady who's being a bitch to her for no reason and they get in a fight and like you the viewer are like that's the mom obviously and like and then it's this big reveal 10 minutes later after they've 
dumped drinks in each other's purses and like and all this shit had a fucking fight in this bar then it's like that's oh i see you've met my mom oh the audience is like oh my god it's so terrible like i almost prefer the pilot which is nothing but very brazen fat jokes at the expense of these poor women yeah it's yeah it gets so and i mean plenty of sitcoms do the same you know have really fucking well-worn tropes but a good sitcom makes it funny they find a way to put it on its head to twist it a little bit not yeah there is zero subversiveness at all this is just this is just you're just regurgitating episodes of other tv shows you've seen and if you're interested there's 22 episodes of this fucking show so if, if you want to dive into the dark web and start download shit there's That's a the thing. full fucking season i don't think you can find it anywhere because there's like four episodes on youtube out of i would be fucking blown away if this had ever gotten a physical release oh how could it yeah so forgettable and, and you Even, know 1990 not a lot of families had fox i mean a lot did but there, there was still a good chunk of america that didn't have fox we sure didn't where yeah. i came from like and it's like it makes the simpsons look even better like obviously we knew at the time when we first started this, that the Simpsons must have been so much better than everything else on television because of how popular they became and how fast. But if this is what else was on television at the time, holy shit. 1990 to 1991, that would have, this show would have matched up perfectly with the second season of the Simpsons. Mm -hmm. So the Simpsons was starting to get damn good. Like yeah. season two, if I remember, has some duds in it, but it's it's when you're you're starting to like, oh shit, like this is gonna be a fucking hell of a show. I think my season, I think a lot most people consider season three the beginning of like that golden era of mm-hmm. like all hits. Like also, why do all three of these grown obese women sleep in the <laughs> same pull-out couch bed? Like, I get that it's the only place that this woman has to sleep, the the middle child or the middle sister, because she lives alone in New York. So, like, apartments are small or whatever. But then you, as the other two sisters, can't go live with her. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we're laughing at them breaking a bed. Those three women could break a pullout bed. <laughs> Those would 100%. Yeah, you're right. You are yeah. you are right. Maybe they're just being realistic. Yeah. <laughs> they were going for gritty realism with this show. Like, that Speak- one woman's tickling 350 pounds. The other two, while not fat, aren't little women. Like, that's a lot of weight in one bed. That oldest sister is a real big lady. But... yeah. They might be going for gritty realism because in that first episode, the biggest one gets stuck in the fucking school desk. Been there. Been there. (laughs) Unbelievable how terrible. That's one of the funny, one of the few sight gigs that works for her getting up with that goddamn kid's desk trapped on her body. (laughs) And what? Like, there is no way that those are the seats in that waiting room of this, like, talent rep. Yeah. No shit. Those are child school desks. 
<laughs> Why would who who would purchase that when you're? It's about time to buy furniture for your office. <laughs> we need children's desks. Unbelievable. Uh, at our New York fucking yeah <laughs> talent agency office. Oh, one of the few times I laughed was when they were coming into like because the the one sister's gonna apply for a job or something like that. Yeah. They all walk in, and the the receptionist is just like filing her nails, like New York accent, just straight from Central Casting. You yeah, know, fucking super stereotypical, like like the nanny before the nanny, you know. Mm-hmm. And she looks at the three fat women and goes, "What is this Fantasia?" And I was like, I "Get that!" It was like that that made me laugh. <laughs> what? Like are there fat women in Fantasia? <laughs> I, I've never seen Fantasia outside of. The- the, the mop sequence but yeah. i assumed yeah. it was because they all also also they dress oh. so loudly that's what i assumed they, it was referencing they look, they look like they're wearing fucking car tarps like they just <laughs> giant fucking like moos the fat one's wearing a moo most of this like and they're like bright colors and they're like shiny fabrics like where would you even begin to buy this shit at with enormous blown out 90s hair yep yep told gigantic hair what got the biggest laugh out of me was in that same scene maybe the only time i laughed during these whole two episodes uh uh when it's out of that same lady, out of that, out of that, uh, that receptionist who tells him, you know, she she goes, okay, you just wait here for a minute, have a seat, and they turn around and start squeezing themselves into these desks, and that fuck that bitch working at reception goes, take as many as you need, yeah. <laughs> and like laughs to herself. It's like yeah. that's a mean joke. That's a pretty funny mean joke. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Take a seat. Holy. Take as many as you need. Yeah. Yep. This show is not bad, or is not good. <laughs> it is very bad. <laughs> it is so bad. Uh Someone has planted a bug in my ear that Drexel's class is also oh, available no. on YouTube. No. And now I kind of want to check it out. <laughs> you you just want to imagine it, what it could be. Like, I'm bummed having seen these now. Because, <laughs> like, I, I wanted it to be so outland. Like, I wanted both episodes to be, like, the first episode. I was bummed. Yeah. Like, in a weird way, I was bummed that the second one was so dialed back that they yeah. didn't just keep fucking throwing these insane haymaker fat jokes. Yeah, that they're, like, not in a fucking bonbon eating contest or something <laughs> like that. Like, because at least then it would be interesting, you know what yeah. I mean? And it would be, like, a weird, like, like relic of television history. But if they abandon all that, which they seem to abandon most of it anyway, it's just another terrible sitcom. It's just dull. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? Well, I would encourage people to watch the pilot, frankly. I would encourage them, like, don't watch any of the others because they're not interesting. Because they took out the thing you were there for. Yeah, the hurtful parts. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm Ugh. I'm pretty sure the opening theme song. I God damn it, did I look? I looked far and wide for the lyrics to that theme song, <laughs> and they're not in existence anywhere. But I listened to the opening theme song several times. I am pretty sure that the opening lyric is "I feel the ground shake." Yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of like a hip hop fucking. Like, oh, it's, yeah, it's something else. It's extremely 1990. Yep. Like, and anything from that era, if it involves rap music and it's not actual talented people doing it, <laughs> just sends cringe vibes up my spine so much I fucking could lose control of a car. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like there'd be an audience for this, like... A channel like a MeTV or all of the, you know, there's a million of those over the air free with ads rerun channels now where they just air flops, shows that never made it. You yeah. Know? Like, like this seems like it would be perfect fodder for whatever free over the air television you get, no matter yeah. where you live. Those channels you never watch. Like, I remember. Uh, I think it was Trio was the name. You might, I bet, I know you, your family would have had a satellite dish when Trio was a thing. It was on direct TV, like in probably like around 316, if you picture typing in the why I remember that. Because <laughs> you love and they Stone were, Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and they were kind of like a, we're, we're, we're cable, but we're, we aim for something higher. Kind of like, I think A&E was kind of that way in like the 80s and early 90s. They wanted to be like upper crust, but like Trio would show some interesting shit. And they did a run of, and I always thought it was cool. They would take shows that weren't hits, but were like loved and critically acclaimed. And like, hey, here's your chance to watch this show again. Because it's been oh, lost sure. for so long, so like, I, the, so that there was definitely an audience for that. But like, I wanted, I want a channel where you can just see some fucking forgotten show from 1988 that like died a quick death, deservedly, you know, because it was fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah, where is this show? I want to watch yeah. the rest of it. Yeah, I want to see the rest of fucking yeah. Basically, but, anything on Fox that wasn't Simpsons or Made of Children. Yeah. But, like, I don't want to watch it the way we did on YouTube. That's a miserable experience. Like, it looks yeah. so terrible. Like, it's, Sound is shit. The sound is terrible. The sound is so bad that cl I turned on closed captions because I couldn't understand what they're saying. And closed captions got, I'm going to guess, 40% of it right. <laughs> You know why it was bad, I bet? Because it's fucking ripped off a of VHS recording. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's yeah. it's the, the last Michael Keaton in multiplicity. It's been copied and copied so many times <laughs> that it's just fucking terrible. <laughs> and hey, you want to add another depressing factor to the show, babes? Two of the sisters died young in real life. I knew that's what you were going to say. I was in my head. I was like, is it that two out of the three are dead? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, this is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really something. My favorite fun fact about this show from the Babes uh, Wikipedia page, which, by the way, is pretty short. You take the episode yep. list out of there, and they don't <laughs> have much read. to say about it. 
but <laughs> there's uh, they broadcast it internationally in France and Israel, and they like <laughs> anytime anytime you get international release, they usually name it something different, which is always fun. Uh, in France. I'm not going to try to say what it was, what the actual French words were, but it translates to never two without three, which is like, oh, because there's three sisters and they do everything yeah. together. There's never two without three of them. What a sweet title. And then in Israel, it translates to big women. <laughs> 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 not the same not the same french touch on the not language real, not a lot of cleverness <laughs> <laughs> the big women they they eat a lot <laughs> i mean there was probably like a fucking an ad running somewhere on their television for like this thursday watch big women <laughs> Oh shit! I think that's funny. <laughs> they build it like it was a sporting contest, like they were gonna fight. <laughs> <laughs> they build it like a Godzilla movie. <laughs> yeah. Which of which one of these three Goliath women will survive? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, god damn it! <sighs> and like all three of these women have other credits. They've all been in other stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. nothing <laughs> major like 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 one of them had a very small blink and you miss it fucking bit part in Dog Day Afternoon, you know, so it's like you've been in other stuff. Somebody could yeah. maybe recognize your face, but I'm looking right now. One of the three, I don't recognize who it is. She was on she had a recurring like she was a part of the main cast of that show Ed. If you oh, remember sure. that, it was went from 2000 to 2004. So she was on a successful show. So fucking good for her. The one that's still alive was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that Marvel show. Oh, that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, fuck, you're right. She was on Agent Carter. Yeah, like. Yep. What a fucking. Yeah. Wild. So fucking wild. <laughs> that guy, uh, the guy that owns the rib joint, uh, he apparently, from what I read, just disappears halfway through the season and is replaced by their landlady, like as a as the one outside character. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. And he was the one guy I reckon because he has a role in uh, Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah, he's in Bill Groundhog's Murray. Day. He's uh, he's like I didn't pick him up from that, but that's what I know him from. He has a small mm. role in Groundhog Day, but yeah, looking yeah. at his filmography, that's what I've seen him in. Jesus, yeah, what a fucking hell of a run! Yeah, <laughs> they got they got that's what that was the shape Fox was in that they didn't replace that halfway through the spring. You know, usually they'll pull a show like that right after Christmas. Like, hey, this isn't mm-hmm. gonna work. You know, like when that oldest sister walks across the room and dumps that whole box of cereal into that mixing bowl. Yeah, I knew we were uh, in for trouble. Yeah, hell of a. 
hell of a thing <laughs> and the audience does lose their shit like they are laughing at these jokes yes. but i mean they're also paid to do that <laughs> sure their studio audience just screaming they, they, whenever the sign lights up yeah they'll replace you if you don't laugh <laughs> holy the biggest sister was on an episode of married with children married with children in 1993 her character's name miss blob <laughs> oh delightful <laughs> I have a hunch she went into Al's shoe store. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, married with children was pretty crass. Yes, it most certainly was. Oh my! God. She's in Dog Day Afternoon, which you know that's considered a classic. Like, yeah, so I've never seen that. Popped movie. up in a few things. That's eh, a good one. A damn good one. That's one of those '70s yeah. movies that everybody points at when they talk about how good yeah. the '70s were. Yeah, like a real gritty. Yeah, like. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you know what? We did it. We, we did. It. We're on the, we're on we the watched side. some babes. Yeah. I'm going to do my best to talk you into watching an episode of Drexel's Class. <laughs> oh, boy. Because <laughs> I want to watch Dabney Coleman. If you can look in his eyes and see if you can tell that he knows this is a failure. <laughs> This is a man that was in hit movies, hit comedies. Mm -hmm. Ebony Coleman was in a lot of shit in the 70s and 80s. Like, I he like knows Ebony a winner. Coleman. Motherfucking yeah. nine to five. Yeah. He plays an asshole boss with the best of them. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. So, oh, man. You know some of these kids are going to rap. You know it. <laughs> oh. Does Daphne Coleman rap? Please tell me. <laughs> That's oh, a t-shirt. My name's Mr. Drexel, and I'm here to say... Oh, God. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Gonna teach you algebra uh. in a major way. Oh. <laughs> 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 Well, we did it, Nathan. We watched. Goddamn right. We watched two of the twenty-two episodes <laughs> of Babes. One eleventh of the way through. I uh, honestly, if I could find good quality and good sound, I would watch the rest of them just out of purely morbid curiosity. I'm not going to watch the other two that are on YouTube because that was a miserable watching experience <laughs> from a technical standpoint. So. <laughs> But if somebody passed, if, if somebody slipped a DVD into my waistband of like, here you go, buddy. <laughs> what a weird thing to have happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I don't know who this person yeah. is. You're taking a piss at a urinal at a flying J. <laughs> <laughs> Slides in the back of my belt. Here you go, buddy. One hand on your lower back, other hand slide <laughs> into your belt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, i'd Whispers watch it keep smiling <laughs> i would watch it in that one very specific circumstance yeah you uh, guys are gonna believe what happened <laughs> I, I also learned you can't just put the word babes into the youtube search bar yeah oh it's all you gotta type in the right keywords <laughs> it took me a few tries yeah also, Babes sitcom. <laughs> yep, Babes sitcom is what I eventually got to because also Babes Fox also doesn't work because that's doesn't just another name all. for a sexy lady. 
Yeah. <laughs> Good call. It's like, God I never damn thought it. of that. Yeah. My YouTube algorithm is so fucked up right now. <laughs> I typed in Babes Fox and I got nothing in that. Now I know why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, maybe sometime down the road we'll have to give a give a try to Drexel's class. Not this yeah. week, I don't think. But you like you got it in you. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can give one to Dabney. But, <laughs> yeah. but not this week. Yeah, I need a break. <laughs> yeah, I do. I need a break. Reevaluate some things. <laughs> Blow it up. Uh, well, buddy, you enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, we'll. I don't know. I imagine we'll find something to talk about next week. We always do somehow. So uh, somehow, some way. Yeah, and. <laughs> We'll tell some jokes this weekend here in town, here in Fargo. You're hosting beautiful a, city. You're hosting a goddamn comedy contest. I'm performing in a goddamn comedy contest. We'll <laughs> see what kind of mood I'm in come Tuesday. Yeah, sorrowful or joyful, one of the two. One of the two. Those are kind of my two settings. I don't. I don't Ooh, spend good. a lot of time in the middle ground. We're kind of leaving people on a cliffhanger here. Yeah, tune in next like week and yeah. see <laughs> see uh, see where I'm at on the morose scale. Yeah, this is a, like kind of a who shot Jr. type of deal. <laughs> you could have used who shot Mr. Burns on this That's Simpsons true. podcast, but no, we'll do yeah, we'll do yeah. Dallas. That's fine. Yeah, never seen an episode of that show, not one. Uh, I don't think it's for you. Okay. I think it's for moms. <laughs> I, it was like a, it was. I remember that like like my aunts would watch Dallas. Like, like it was because it, it was a soap opera. It was like a, I can't think of like what you compare it to now, but like it was like like Melrose Place. But that's fucking twenty five year old reference <laughs> at this point. Like, like like a Grey's Anatomy, not in a hospital in a fucking oil field. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I just knew it was about rich people. That's all I knew. Well, yeah. a lot of like a lot of good-looking older ladies and hunks. A lot of hunks in that show. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> they knew their audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy a hunk time to time. <laughs> uh, Texas hunks, you say? Yeah, fucking 8-year-old Marlon asking his dad which guy on Dallas is the most handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Patrick Duffy. <laughs> you know, you know what that answer would have been? Silence. <laughs> You're updating your Dallas hunks with your first grade handwriting. <laughs> really taking your time to write it out. <laughs> he would have pretended he didn't hear me. <laughs> yeah. That's what he did. A lot of that. A lot of that growing up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Midwestern dad skill. Which he man guy could jump the farthest. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know their names. Leonardo's the sword one. Just staring straight ahead. Yeah. Don't turn. Don't look at him. Don't engage, don't engage him. Don't engage Just feeling him. the eyes boring into the side of his head. Yep. <laughs> Just got to get through Just breathing chores. through your snotty nose. Kids are always sick. Yeah. You can feel the chore pickup accelerate real hard. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm going to tell him he has to stay and watch the gate after he opens yeah. it. That's what I'll do. <laughs> All right, bud. Good times. We'll uh, see you next week, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs>